1: And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan, having some football and some Cowboys talk. as the home of the Cowboys, but also your home of the Texas Rangers. And right now we bring on one of the newest acquisitions, pitcher Andrew Heaney. Good afternoon, sir.
2: Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? We're doing
1: great. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Texas. And the first thing I have to ask you is, before you took a picture with him, did you know how giant your general manager is?
2: <laughs> I knew how big he was. <laughs> I knew how tall he was. Uh, yeah, getting to meet him here in person shaking his hand i was like man he like i'm not like a i'm not a short person by any means but man he makes me feel short so yeah i'm sure that's that comes in handy you know if he needs to intimidate some people
0: well andrew you had a great year last year for the dodgers and your era was outstanding can you talk about what happened last year to really have that great season
2: yeah, I mean, it, it really started with kind of reinventing um, my slider, uh, kind of re how how I'm throwing that, um, changed up a grip, kind of a different thought process with it. Um, really worked hard with with Mark Pryor and Connor McGinnis, uh, the pitching guys there, on a couple mechanical things and just kind of a just sort of a process of how to go about like you know rethinking that slider. So just kind of trying to shorten it up. Um, a little bit less movement a little more velo and then kind of understanding how to best uh how to best use that uh, off of my off my fastball you did
3: you grow up in oklahoma city or just outside of it
2: i did yeah born and raised oklahoma city do you ever
3: eat at chilenos and bricktown
2: yeah i've eaten at chilenos a lot and i i, I grew up going to to um oklahoma city redhawks you know when they were the Rangers yeah. affiliate. Um, yeah i went to a lot of games there
3: man that was sorry that was like uh my restaurant my wife went to you yeah, and i understand yeah. we have a now we have a conflict but uh,
1: also, <laughs> also a smart answer there by incorporating the rangers into oklahoma yes. talk that was yeah. a smart answer yeah. by you well yeah, done no,
2: i mean i mean it's it's a real thing i mean i my mom used to for my birthday in the summer would would i get to bring a friend and come to a rangers game that was kind of like a birthday gift for me so um, you know, I, I got to, you know, see the, see the Redhawks in Oklahoma city and got to go see the big club, you know, once, once or twice a year. And that was always a really, really fun experience. So, um, definitely, definitely familiar and, and, uh, comfortable kind of with, with the, the Rangers, you know, being close to home.
3: The, and Kevin, I don't know if you know this or not, they give you free queso at Chileno's. Actually, I think they oh. closed their building down there, but because it's too great much memory, too
1: much free queso. Yeah. You probably think? so. Yeah. Probably. It was the
3: best part of it. Dude. It was awesome.
2: There's- there's a lot been changing in downtown Oklahoma City. You know, got, got, the, got the Oklahoma City thunder there, and that's really the downtown's changed a lot.
1: Now, I, I'm always curious about this. When you go into negotiations about where you're going to go, I get it, years, money. I think we all understand how important that is. But how, how important is it talking with the team about how they envision what your role is or how they envision what they're going to be doing over the span of your contract?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge factor. I mean, obviously, like you're, you're trying to figure out a place that you feel like you can be successful, a place that you feel like you can win, a place that you feel like going to understand and support you and, and kind of be able to help, you know, help you grow. Um, and then also a place that you feel like, you know, you're, you're comfortable, your family can be comfortable, you know, that there's a great fan base and a an appetite for, for winning and for baseball. And so I think all those things factor into it. I mean, it's, you know, there's there's so many things, and like you said, I mean, money and and all that, you know, can can be a motivating factor, you know. But um, you know, I th- I think that uh, you know, I, I I've I've played in 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 plenty of places and understand, you know, like what good organizations do and how they operate, and I really felt like I got that vibe here. And talking to CY and talking to Boch on, you know, our Zoom call, and then you know, talking to them. Uh, kind of moving forward, you know, I'm I'm just, uh, I'm excited to get going and, and happy to be down here.
1: I, I don't know if you feel comfortable, if you can give us any insight about telling us more about how you can be successful and how this franchise can be successful because we all love the Rangers, but clearly it's been hard times around the Metroplex. So what did they say or what did you hear that leads you down that path?
2: Yeah, I man, I think, uh, you yeah, I think for me, like the, a lot of it is talking to CY um and kind of his vision and 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 also like the the actions that he's taking obviously like last year signing you know Seager and Simeon uh this year signing DeGrom and then you know myself and so I understand like I understand that you know that they are putting their money where their mouth is um but also like you know getting to to understand the the process in which you know they they have the pitching lab here and things that I'm familiar with comfortable with used in in LA and understand. Um and then also like are on board and and comfortable and, and willing to kind of help me take the next step which is, you know, like I said, like I want to continue a lot of the things mechanically, fastball slider that I was doing in, in LA and um would like to, you know, start mixing my change up in a little bit better. Something that I worked on last year and um you know had been have been working on this off season, and something that I think could be really key to kind of help them unlock some some easier outs for me uh, this past this next year. So, um, you know, I think understanding and being able to support that, and then like I said, like the you know just the comfort and 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 everything with with the area, the fans, the the team. I mean, I think all of those things just kind of factor into it.
0: Andrew, in uh, my baseball career, I got to play with Tom Glavin at one point. He goes from the Braves to the Mets, and it was like, oh, my gosh, one of my childhood heroes and a a guy that I really look up to, I'm going to get to play with. And last year you got to play with Clayton Kershaw. I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering what it was like getting to be on Clayton Kershaw's team and maybe getting to pick his brain.
2: Honestly, I think just like seeing how he works, every day. I mean, he's a tireless worker. Um, and he's obviously extremely, extremely talented. Um, but, but the work that he put in and the way that he approached every day, the way that he treated teammates, I mean, like he's, you know, just such a great guy. Um, you know, I can't say enough great things about Kirsch and, and I think to me, like that—that's like he doesn't say it; like he just does it. I mean, he literally just goes out there and just works—you know—harder than seems, seemingly everybody that's in the stadium. Um, and so, I, I think just just recognizing that was was enough for me to, you know, to just try and try and emulate that as best as possible.
3: Do you have do you have any like friends on this Rangers club that you're like, oh yeah, I played with him, or somebody that you know pretty well?
2: I really I really don't um no I really don't um there's there's guys I've played against I mean John Gray went to OU played against him a little bit like obviously like Seeger and Simeon and you know I, I, I don't think I told it but um, you know I saw Jonah Jonah Heim today and you know faced him in spring training hit a homer off me so I mean I've uh, you know I've faced a lot of these guys and I'm sure Seager and Simeon have probably also hit homers (laughs) off me, too. But, you know what I mean? Uh, You know, just getting to face these guys. And, you know, sometimes you kind of get a feel for guys, even just playing against them. And and so I know the, you know, the types of people they are. Obviously, like the reputation of of them and and the Rangers and how they're doing things precedes itself. Um, A lot of the Dodgers guys talked about, you know, being in the playoffs here in 2020, um, really how much they enjoyed, you know, being in the stadium and how, you know, the you know, Dodgers Dodgers were being taken care of by all the, you know, Rangers people and staff and stuff like that. So I mean, I think that that goes a long way to to understanding how this organization operates.
1: As soon as we finish up with this interview, if you want us to text you names of people that you really should yeah. get to know on the team and people that you should <laughs> stay away from, we can facilitate that.
2: There you go. Yeah, spill all the tea for me. There you go.
1: Now, on a on a more serious note because obviously people get to know you as baseball players, but in in a certain aspect, they probably feel like they are getting to know you as people. I I was kind of hoping for people who aren't familiar with this, if you could walk us back from a few years ago, kind of the emotions and what happened when you took the mound after the Mm -hmm. very sad death of Tyler Skaggs.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, um, yeah i mean obviously that there is a there is a tough uh a tough feeling a little bit around texas obviously this is um this is where he passed and this is was a place that um it was at the old stadium back then but i mean obviously a place that uh you know has some some tough memories for me um but um you know just uh, remembering him as as a guy and as a teammate and you know as a, a friend I mean I really felt like he was probably my closest friend on that Angels team and um you know somebody that uh really balanced me out well I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert uh, a little bit of a you know so, can be socially awkward sometimes in big groups I don't love big groups and he was kind of somebody who always seemingly fit in and knew how to Um, you know knew how to talk to people and make people feel good and and uh so he really balanced me out and i really enjoyed um you know our friendship and uh you know got uh got plenty of good memories with him and, and and kind of hoping to to put some good memories in in texas and kind of feel uh feel like there's some some uh you know positivity to to kind of to kind of come from come from here for me you know
3: uh, Andrew Heaney joined us here on the KNC masterpiece on one Oh five, three, the fan home of the Texas Rangers. Uh, how for, how, how much are you looking forward to, to pitching against the stupid Astros?
2: We yeah. Don't like those I mean, guys. I've, uh, yeah, I've, uh, I think I've made my feelings known about that. <laughs> um, you know, I've, I like to think that I've moved on, um, but at the same time, like I don't care what uniform anybody's wearing. Like I'm trying to trying to beat the guy across from me. I'm trying to trying to put those guys away. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about facing them. I'm excited to kind of see what the the Texas rivalry is all about. You know, I've kind of been the, the in division rival before, but I want to you know I want to see it from a from an in state. You know, see how that kind of heats up. And you know, I'm just ready to get going. Doesn't matter who we're playing.
0: Well Andrew, you mentioned John Gray and you mentioned OU. So you grew up in OU country, but you chose Oklahoma State. Was that always Ooh. the place you wanted to go to or how <laughs> did that how did that come about going to Oklahoma State?
2: Hey man, I grew up in Oklahoma City. There's plenty of cowboy fans there too. They're not they're not they're not all OU fans. You guys don't have a monopoly on Oklahoma, so <laughs> um no man, I, I uh, Frank Anderson was the head coach there um, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, you know, he was well regarded as a pitching coach, um, specifically with lefties, obviously his son, Brett was a really good, you know, still a really good left-handed pitcher, um, you know, and, and a, a place that I felt really comfortable and felt like, um, you know, being in state, being, being somewhat close to home, but also, um, being on a, in a, in a program that is, and has been, you know, really competitive, um, and good at baseball and a place that I felt like I could develop. I mean, I got, I got drafted by the Rays in like the 24th round, and um, when I got drafted, I was six one and 142 pounds or something like that. Why are you? Yeah, so like I just <laughs> I knew that I wasn't gonna I knew I wasn't gonna stand up to the rigors of you know of, of professional baseball at that age, and knew I needed to go to college, and that was just a place that I, f- I felt really comfortable, and and obviously like am extremely happy I made that decision because. Frank was a great coach. Oklahoma State was great to me and still are great to me. And so a place that uh, really felt like home.
1: See, I can already tell you're going to fit in super well here because maybe not a big fan of OU Uh or the Astros. You are speaking (laughs) to our fan base right there. They're already like, man, I love this guy.
2: Well, I, I gotta tell you I'm also a diehard Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Oh no. And uh yeah, I know. And uh you know, I I I've definitely been on the other side of uh, of rooting against Luca, so you know, I'm gonna have to probably uh gonna have to probably make some friends there, but that'll be tough. But What's your
0: thought yeah. on Poku? <laughs> <laughs> hey man,
2: like alright, I gotta I gotta out myself here. I was probably one of the bigger Poku haters there probably was. Yes! I really was just like I don't see it. I don't understand it. But I mean, I don't know how like obviously you guys follow it. He's been unreal this year. Like he's been really, really good. And the thing that's crazy, man, is like he's still so young. Like he's he's I think he's like 21 years old. Like it's crazy. Like (laughs) 20. Yeah. I mean, like it's insane. Like some of these guys, the Thunder, the Thunders. I, I read a thing. This year's team is the second youngest team ever in the NBA. Second only to last year's team, which was the youngest ever. So it's like all these guys are just a year older and you know a year more wise. And yes, like I understand Poku. It's it's as a fan, it's amazing. It's just an emotional roller coaster watching him play. It's like the highs and the lows come right back to back. But yeah, man, I'm. Uh, it's I, I I have I have had to uh, you know had to had to admit when I was wrong on on the Poku thing. So. <laughs>
1: Well, you know what it's okay to not admit if you think you were wrong because we you've been drugged into a very heated argument that we had two days ago about Koku versus Josh Green that kind of came out of nowhere, so I appreciate your insights right there,
2: yeah, I mean uh, yeah Josh Green's a great player too, so it's it's that's uh <laughs> That's not an easy one. That's that's a tough debate. It got heated.
3: I I, I just saw, and I'm I'm kind of curious about this because my daughter, we take her up to Cleveland Clinic uh, a couple times uh, a year, and I've seen the impact that it makes in the in the hospital when people are there for days of having having like a dog come through, uh, yeah, or having yeah. an animal come through, or, or even teaching music lessons and stuff like that. And I see that y'all implemented a dog program at yeah. uh, at a children's hospital. Can you talk about that yeah. for me?
2: Yeah. So we had, uh, my wife and I would go on, uh, on the visits to chalk the children's hospital of orange County, uh, right there. I mean, literally I'm not less than a mile away from, from angel stadium. And my wife and I are huge dog lovers. We've got two dogs of our own. And I know for me personally, when I come home after a long day, tough day, like I just feel so happy just getting to see them. And when we would go on these hospital visits, um, they had just a volunteer program where people would bring in their own pets that they could, you know, bring into into like a, um, like a gathering room, like a game room or whatever it is for the kids to see. But they, you know, they couldn't really go into kids' rooms, you know, just for different reasons. And there was a there was a therapy dog program at uh, OU Children's in in uh, Oklahoma City that we had gone and, and seen, and they had some really great dogs there. And I was telling my wife, I was just like, how cool would it be? if, you know, we could get a full-time program there at the, at the Children's Hospital of Orange County at Chalk. Um, so we did, uh, we had a couple races, we called them, we called it the Pup Cup. They were like, we called it a 5K9. So it was a, a, a 5K oh, yes. that you could run <laughs> run with your dogs. Uh, we had all kinds of, you know, like different things, you know, there to help raise money and ended up, uh, it took us a couple years and COVID kind of slowed it down a little bit, but finally got a you know got a therapy dog that's that's been there for a couple couple years now her name's uh, Lois and she had been there you know for a couple years and we got to got to go back you know as a visiting team and go visit her and see how um see how she was interacting with the kids and it's just great i mean she can do so many things she can go in there when a kid's having like you know a little minor operation or you know just needs to cheer him up or she can go to the you know go to the um the guests like like I said the game rooms and guest room kind of thing there and I just know how much dogs you know cheer up my wife and I our dogs cheer us up and I know that you know for those kids in a tough time being being in the hospital maybe even having pets of their own that they can't see because they can't go home um, you know how much that brightens their day and so that was something that we wanted to, to bring to them full time.
1: Well, Rangers fans are all glad that you're here, and we're already seeing multiple people text in that they would love to hear you on the show more often. So we're glad you're here and appreciate your time. Very much, good sir.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me on, and we'll definitely do it again. All right. There
0: you Paul
1: go. <laughs> oh yeah. And, there you go. Thank Andrew care, Heaney right here on 1053 the fan, your newest Texas Ranger. I like that guy. Who knew we're best buds that, blast, that he would dude. have really fiery opinions about that? But he also said Josh Green is great. I think you uh, got snapped by him. Yeah. Kevin. I think, <laughs> I think he so. He snapped you. He and snapped that, you. <laughs> I feel
0: guess who my recruiter was at Texas Tech? Coach Frank Anderson okay and me and yeah we're both poku guys we're both coach anderson guys uh-huh.
1: so you guys are pretty much best friends already yeah. actually he might be best friends with you too i think Kurt. we're gonna meet up he with signed him. a 26
0: million dollar contract i signed a contract for twenty six thousand dollars. uh
1: uh-huh
3: yeah no, i think we're gonna meet up with him for sure in in uh in arizona when we get our chance to to go out there for spring training that's a dude we need to talk to again oh,
1: you think he'll have his dog with him
3: there's a possibility. That'd be cool. And then Mike and him can just talk ba- basketball the whole time.
1: We're the KNC Masterpiece right here. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it right here. Isn't a pack of dogs? On 105.3 <laughs> The Fan. Yeah, he's going to be like, what do you think about this flock of dogs? Like, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> Coming up next, NFL fact or fiction. We have yet another update on the Maxi Kleba injury. Plus, Mike likes it. Plus, we'll give away tickets to Brian Regan, all encapsulated as part of the Expressway and the Lunch Rush, right here on 105.3 The Fan.
4: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame,
1: Tour. Tour. Tour.
4: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Goff will
1: take the direct snap. Single back is swift. Goff turns, fakes the pitch. Throws, end zone,
3: caught. Touchdown,
1: Detroit Lions. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. I got some NFL fact or fiction for you, but also we're getting more information about the Maxi Kleba injury. He is going to be out indefinitely with a torn hamstring. What? Which sounds awesome. Awful. Isn't that what Tyron? Didn't Tyron have a torn hamstring? Yeah.
3: It I
0: tore, think at like, one tore point. Up the bone. And there yeah, are... you might be looking at most of the season. Oh,
1: yeah. There are already people speculating that he'll be out for the year. The word is from Tim McMahon that treat. Treatment options are being considered oh, multiple. Man. So it might be, because I think you might look at it from, a, if it's a surgery perspective, you're probably done for the year. But if you try to rehab it, you can come back sooner, but it might not be successful. So they're going to figure it out.
0: Is there any way the Rangers can sprinkle on that lottery mojo that they got a few weeks ago? Because might be lottery ball
3: time. Okay. But Let's, if if he well, does, we do
0: have a plethora of bigs. There were so many. If he, that might make it easier on Jason Kidd's rotation.
3: If everything goes well, though, Kevin, mm-hmm. if everything goes well, he could be back for the meat of the meat season. Of the season. Yeah. Ah, I think the meat. That's, yeah. Well,
1: outside of that,
3: not the potato
1: is if the Mavericks' pick is in the top ten, or if they fall down into the top ten, that pick is protected for top 10 that they had traded to the Knicks. So people are asking, hey, didn't we lose our pick? And in most scenarios, or at least most scenarios going into this year, I assume so. But if the Mavericks pick is in the top 10, then yes, they would get to keep it. And seeing as how they are, what, one game from being out of even the play-in tournament, I, I wonder. I don't think it'll come to that. I still think they'll be in the play-in. Just don't know how much further they'll go. They
3: could that. go on a real big run uh, post-December. Look, and
1: I, I hope you're change right. Change everything. That is actually what happened last year. That's why I said I didn't, I, I don't know if this Kleba thing complicates things, but I didn't, does. I didn't think they would make a change for three or four weeks because they're still on the same trajectory as they were last year in terms of, I think they were like 14 and 14, 15 and 15, something like that, so... I wonder if they're like, no, we'll be all right. I do think when it came to possibly trading two bigs for one big,
0: this makes it a little bit more difficult. Like if, if you're going to trade, go, yeah. if you're going to trade Christian Wood and and JaVale McGee, and I know JaVel McGee is out. He's the Mavericks see him out. He's out on playing for the Mavs. He doesn't want to be here anymore, and he showed the effort in Chicago that I'm not doing this in in this city. Yeah, I think other teams could look at JaVale McGee and go, hey. Will he give up on us? He didn't give up on Golden State. He didn't give up on L.A. He didn't give up on Phoenix. He has given up in Dallas. That I think doing that trade makes it a little bit more difficult. I I don't know. That you know that Maxi's kind of done for the year or possibly for the year that trading two bigs and. You better get at least one big back, and that still makes it a little scary. And John Collins gets hurt a lot thinking about John Collins, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You guys want to do a little NFL fact or fiction? Let's do it. All right. NFL fact or fiction? Isn't it nonfiction? Oh, Kevin.
3: Sorry. Fiction or nonfiction? This is important. Okay. This isn't breaking news. Okay. But it is important to you. Oh. From start to finish, Trayvon Diggs... Traveled? Oh yes, the exact length of a football field, one hundred yards. Wow! On the play Sunday, according to Next Gen Stats, thanks to Michael Gelkin, Diggs gained seventeen yards. <laughs> so he traveled one hundred yards for seventeen yards. That is essentially betting thirty five thousand dollars for a fifty two dollar win. You know what? At one point, I thought it was going to be
0: a punt. I was like, he's going to go back far enough that this is going to be like he just got a punt and fair
1: caught it. I am glad that you have that information. That's amazing. I was excited to hear that. All right, NFL, you know what? Fiction or nonfiction? Just for you. That's how they do it at the library. You. When's the last time you went to a library? I walked through the library at, in New York. <laughs> okay. Very, that, I mean, that is, is, is
3: going to face. a library. It's very,
0: it's very pretty.
3: Yes. Lots of shelves. And you yeah. were probably sitting there going, why Why do we even have libraries anymore? You can do everything And digitally. then they kept saying
0: restricted for people who want to read. And I was like, oh. It was like, <laughs> it's <laughs> that you? It's a very beautiful place. Uh-huh. I was like, man, they have a lot of restrictions in this library.
1: Okay. You love Saturday NFL football. Fiction I, or nonfiction? I love Tuesday NFL
3: football. Tuesday afternoon football
1: was the best. Give me football. My
0: kid's playing uh, two basketball games on Saturday, so I'm out on this Saturday's football. And it's on NFL Network, and because I have to get uh, DirecTV to get Bally's to watch the Mavericks and the Rangers, uh, that means I don't have NFL Network. So, not a fan.
1: Fiction or nonfiction, The Lions will make the playoffs. I'm not non-fiction, which always
0: confuse me because that sounds like not real.
1: Okay, so Uh, I I I, I don't like. So you (laughs) think fiction should be real and non-fiction should be? I'm with Mike on this actually. Or
0: non-real. Yeah. Uh, And then we change the (laughs) word fiction to non-fiction, and then it makes.
1: Oh, nonfiction is real. Yeah. Well, why, why put the non on it? Yeah. Why, as we go further into the show, am I finding out that Joey is kind of like Mike? Uh-huh. Well, I went to the library. Or I went to Barnes and Noble with my mom the other day, and we were looking for a, a book. And I, I said nonfiction because I was thinking I was looking for something fake, and I said it wrong. See, so <laughs> it's confusing. I can't even, yeah, it really is. Nonfiction <laughs> makes right. it
0: sound like, hey, do you want to read a Star Wars book? Yeah, make it the nonfiction. <laughs> you know. Like it's yes. not fi- it's not
3: factual. <laughs> it's just fiction. I everything Mike is saying makes uh-huh. 100% uh sense to me. Uh-huh.
0: They messed that up a long time ago and they've stuck with it and they need to change it. Are you it.
3: dug in that it's that it's right?
1: No, I just Okay, I don't know how we got here. Do you want me to,
3: to
1: I, do something else? Are the Lions going to make the playoffs? You said oh, okay. fiction or non-fiction,
3: Mike? I am. I have been, I was at the beginning of the season, the I right. was very much like, hey, these Lions, I think they're going to surprise some people this year. I really thought that. Then the season started and I was like, oh, well, that's cool, but they can't win a game. Like, that was what they were, and now here they are winning these games. I don't know, man. I'm not ready to be like, yes, all about the Lions. It's just so much to overcome. I don't know if they can I just don't know if they can, man.
1: From the nine,
3: I'll say non, non-fiction.
1: Okay. What? From the 903. Oh, my God. I agree with Mike. That always throws me off. Uh, See? NFL. Stop it. Fiction or non-fiction. Oh, which one is it?
0: Dang it. We should do fact or fiction. Yeah,
1: the, do fact or fiction, bro.
3: Because
0: the, that's what they should change books to. You want the fact books or mm-hmm. do you want the non-fact books?
1: This is logic you can't compete with, Kevin. Okay, we'll look into that in the break, I guess. <laughs> Is NFL fact or fiction the Carolina Panthers are the biggest threat to the Tampa Bay Bucks in the NFC
3: South? Oh, I mean, since Mariota quit, you know, like that. Now <laughs> the Falcons. Like, oh, surgery. They got uh, Desmond Ritter.
1: He might be okay.
3: We'll see, you know, there. Um, I don't under after everything the Panthers have gone through for them to win that division would be the weirdest thing I've ever seen in football it's aside from
1: the Baker moment. What would you set that point spread at? Cuz then the Cowboys would go on the road to open the playoffs against the Panthers. 17 and a half? Oh my
3: god. We don't have the
1: be- I guess we didn't still win the game. I mean so. that's all
3: that's all that matters, okay. right? So give the Cowboys a 17 and a half point spread and they'll barely win. Fact or
1: fiction. Brian Dable's big blue magic is wearing off.
3: Yes. I mean their quarterbacks bad. Nonfiction.
1: Fiction. Like I think uh, they're
0: it's nonfiction because it is wearing off. non he... nonfiction. Got it.
3: My head might explode. Nailed it. He is I graduated college. He can only do so much. Mm-hmm. All right. And and his ability to organize that team showed that they were they like he can coach. But now it's like, okay, the real thing is y'all aren't talented enough. And that team needs better talent. I'm also kind of interested in the way that Spagnuolo, Spagnola. Spagnu- Mickey Spagnola. Uh, no, this is a different team. Never mind. My bad. I'm also kind of. you talking about Steve? I was thinking about uh, Wink, uh, Martindale. The, the way that he's kind of been running that defense. And they're still good, but that offense, not good enough with Daniel Jones.
1: NFL fact or fiction, the Chargers. <laughs> will make the playoffs. They're coming off a big win over Miami. Miami's been struggling. They lose the tiebreaker right now with the Patriots, but they are—they have the same record as the Patriots, so the opportunity is there. I
3: trust the Lions more to win, to be, make the playoffs than I do the Chargers. That's just because okay. like, the Chargers' consistency is everywhere. It's like when there's none, There is. it's weird to me. They should be a better offense. Their play caller... Is kind of their their head coach is weird.
1: You know what's funny about that? Cause this game will impact that the Lions play the Jets this weekend. And so the Jets are one of the three teams that I think are at seven and six in the AFC. Wow. So the Lions winning could also positively impact the Chargers. I like it. All right. NFL facts or fiction. Mike, do you say Chargers make the playoffs? I lean to no still. Okay. But that's a big win for them.
3: You're a huge Herbert hater. That's crazy. I actually love him. (laughs) God, why did you say it like that? He closed his eyes when
1: he said it, too. That was wild. From the 903, I'm pretty sure Mike is my spirit animal. From (laughs) He feels the same way? (laughs) Yes. A lot of people agree. There are a shocking amount of people who are like, you know what? And you could tell they'd been thinking this in the past because they're like, I, yes. I
3: love this. From the 224. Don't know where that is. There's book smart and then there's just common sense. I'm not really sure where Mike stands on this. But some but obviously the intelligence is showing today. And then from the
1: 469. This is why I simultaneously love and hate our audience all at the same time. A stack of fiction books put together is called a nest. No, it is not.
3: You don't know that.
1: I You're right. It can't be. If that is true. Pl- plural. Yeah, nests. Okay. Cause Cause there's multiple. About, from the <laughs> yeah. 214. Kevin, you're in a world of hurt. I, play, I pray for you. The
3: 817. Mike should run for president. That way he could fix all the things that don't make sense like
1: fiction and nonfiction. And I agree. This person is right for the 682, Kevin. Mike walked you right into that like a puppet master. There's no doubt that Corey and Mike one up me on a consistent basis on this show. I got show. a question, Kevin. If Mike was
3: president, mm-hmm. would you want to be in his cabinet? A hundred percent. Even with all those moths. Again, walked him right to the water where he drank. You know.
0: <laughs> those moths. I have an update. We have you to know wait till Mike likes it though.
1: <laughs> we got Mike likes it coming up in just one second, but please excuse my lack of enthusiasm. It's about that time, Corey. 877-881-1053. 877 881 1053. Caller number we 10 right now. Right now, we'll win a pair of tickets to go see Brian Regan. The comedian will be performing at the Will Rogers Auditorium on January 20th as part of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo Auditorium Concert Series. You can buy tickets at livenation.com or you can win them for free right now. Caller number 10 877 881 1053. Now it's time for Mike Likes It. Any chance he's related to- to Ronald <laughs> from this it's not Ronald Regan is, 682
3: I do not understand how Kevin doesn't drink or do drugs after each show. god loved, that's, what the 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 <laughs> yeah. that's what the talking doctor is for shout out to John that's what the talking
1: doctor is for And the fan text is
3: crushing it (laughs) today.
1: Look, I love every single person that listens to this show. Sometimes, though, y'all write in things that I'm like, you're one clever son of a bitch, but that is infuriating me right now. Dude, easy. Wow. You talk to John like that? Sometimes. Not to him like that. I just recap stories like that. All right, now who's John? It's ta- talking oh my, my talking doctor. That happened like oh. thirty seconds ago. I know you're thinking of bird puns or whatever, but
0: what
1: now? It's time for Mike likes it.
0: So punches a lot, solid punches. Uh huh.
1: We met him yesterday, right? Yeah. He he gave me the. Moth catcher. Oh, and by the way, that per- if you missed it yesterday, somebody really came up not only with a business card, they then showed us their driver's license and their name was Solid Punches. And it's helped.
0: We caught four moths so far. Really? Now, that being said, I'm wondering if the moths are really smart because <laughs> we didn't catch any. Uh, mm-hmm. Through the night like We put it out, we mm-hmm. immediately caught moss and, and re, if you weren't listening yesterday Unfortunately we have a moth problem In our pantry or cabinet And My wife accidentally ate a bowl of Cheerios With moth uh, babies in them Gross. That hadn't been oh. uh, born yet And then she uh, went upstairs And immediately brushed her teeth And felt really
1: bad about what
0: she had done But she didn't know there were any moths in there and she wasn't crazy about me telling the story.
1: I you could see how that might not be her favorite story, right? By the way, this is pretty funny from the eight one seven. I'm not calling in to try to win tickets right now because I might miss Kevin getting duped again. That is Oh yeah, I like it. That is hurtful, but very, very fair. They spelled duped right? They did. Nice. So how did you bring it up? Did you just go, hey, I talked about you eating moths on the show today? Yeah. Okay. Because I had the traps. Uh huh. And so
0: we put one of the traps out, and it's interesting. It's it's pretty much just a sticky trap, kind of. I'd call it a fly trap, but you put this. uh, I don't know if pellet's the right word. It almost looks like Like a a bait, a, a Tylenol or whatever. But then I was like, do I crush it up? Or do I just stick it on there? And I just stuck it on there. And I was like, I wonder if I should have crushed it up to like maybe uh, make it more. Aromatic. Aromatic. That's a good word. Because I was going to say flavorful Mm -hmm. for the moth. But we did catch three so far. Nice. Um, What'd you do with them? They're just stuck there. It says it lasts for 60 days and you're supposed to write the date on it. So I wrote 12, 14, 22. Because that uh, was
3: yesterday,
1: Kevin. Yeah, today's the To 15th. commemorate them, yeah. <laughs>
0: and so hopefully that really helps out the moss situation, but wife wasn't... Uh The most happy that I shared the moth story because it was her who ate it. And that's what I told her. I said, (laughs) if it was me who ate it. (laughs) Because you did start in the I'm glad it didn't happen to me category. I do remember that. I I now check everything I open up in our pantry is like a really security check of are there the moth things in it.
1: From the 806, I know we usually do shout outs on Fridays, but sorry to get serious i got some terrible news this morning but you guys always come through and make me smile so thank you very sorry for whatever's happening in your life that's got you in that spot we hope it gets better or if it can't get better we hope you do better and glad we can help in any way
0: okay awesome well i'll change the subject a little bit to go along with that text okay i did watch the jeanette lee black widow 30 for 30 did you guys get a chance yes, to watch it? i did watch it yes it was very good. Yes. Obviously, in the end, it is very sad. Obviously, she's still alive. You guys did a great interview with Thank her, you. but you can see through the documentary, through the 30 for 30, yeah. that it's tough on that her. She's in quite a bit of pain. Yeah. Uh, the chemo didn't work. Yeah. And that the doctor is just, hey, day to day, Yeah. you know, you're going to probably pass away from uh, the cancer that she has, which is Corey, the. Uh, it's stage ovarian, 4 ovarian cancer yeah, yes. Stage 4 ovarian cancer And it was interesting watching that How much the women Disliked her at the time Because of I think they were just jealous I, I know they didn't
3: say that But I, I really feel like it was the jealousy She was attractive Coming to a world where they were Trying to not build On their sex uh, right. appeal you like know?
0: One of the really good players against her Looked like a blackjack dealer <laughs>
3: yes. She always yes. wore that is the true. Vest. That's what, yeah, well, that's what they were. That's yeah. what they wore where she played.
1: Yeah, well, and she was like, I mean, that's fine. I've won more titles than anybody, and I, 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 you know, what I wondered about was the monetary aspect of it. Yeah. You know, I was like, what's worth more, winning those twelve world championships, or being like Jeanette Lee and winning like several premium events and world championships, but also having. All of the endorsements. She was the best
3: player, but Jeanette Lee was the most popular player.
1: And this in in a weird way, I know
0: that it might not be right, but for people to care about professional pool, there had to be more than just playing pool. They're just, as great as the sport is, or bowling, for instance. I don't care about bowling. But if some crazy person came along like the movie Kingpin, if bowling was like that, I'd be like, I'm tuning in for this, and I do know that there are some bowlers, I don't know their names, that were like over-celebratory bowlers. The Webbers, yeah. But, um, you know, I just, it was a very good uh, 30 for 30. I really liked it. It also makes you feel really sad because this person at, is she 50? 51. 51. 51 that most likely over the next year we're going to hear that. Jeanette Lee, the Black Widow, a great pool player. That's where you'd know her from the 90s and early 2000s, has passed away from ovarian cancer. But very good uh, job by the 30 for 30 documentarians Yeah. did that. Did I put too many things no, on no, there?
1: No, the only thing I wish they would have done is I wish they would have focused in more on the, like, those years in her prime pool playing yeah. like i get the bigger arch of the story i would love some more like ebbs and flows in those you felt years. like there could have been another hour i or at least a half hour for half sure. Hour, yeah, sure yeah definitely I'm with you i'd love to know more and i know you guys got to interview
0: her but you also got to interview her before it came out yeah. so you would maybe had more questions yeah, yeah, based yeah, yeah. off of what you didn't learn in the 30 for 30. all right so guys there's something that i'm watching with my wife that I had no clue about. I do not follow the royal family at all. I know the queen just died, but like, I don't, I, and I know that there were two kids that Princess Diana had. Yes. William and Harry, right? Yeah. I have those names right. And the only reason that I know those names right now is because of the Netflix documentary on the, uh, Megan, Megan Markle, yeah. and I guess is he still Prince Harry or does he lose the prince because he left the family? Yeah, I don't even. I know. I
1: thought now but, he was like a I don't know a Duke or something. That's it, I don't know. There's
0: three episodes that came out last week. the The next three episodes have hit today or late last night, and maybe people that are following this and know a lot about Megan Markle's career, like I didn't know who she was. I yeah. didn't know I didn't know her background. Most I didn't know who she didn't. was. Yeah. I, I didn't know that I didn't know that she was married to. Prince Harry. I didn't know Prince Harry was married. I didn't know he left the family. I didn't know any of these things. But it's a really interesting story to follow. And I'm really interested to watch these next, I believe, three episodes. Did they release three and they're
1: releasing three today? But the next episode is right now. Yeah. It is great. Okay. So I liked it. Oh, well, (laughs) did you say, is it? No, I'm just asking. I know there's been a lot of people who are like, but it's not really don't, real. Don't
3: worry about him. He listens to, to Rotten Tomatoes I, about
0: everything. I need to they know. Life. I don't know. I don't know what you possibly know.
1: I, and I haven't seen it. I just know like some people are saying they're telling their version of the story, which there's other people who are like, all of that is wrong. Okay, that makes but sense. Like like about certain aspects of how they were victimized or whatever. There's multiple okay. other people who are like, this is inaccurate. But I don't know. I haven't seen it. But it's their side
0: of the story. That's like going to court, right? You're going to have your side of the story. I'm going to have my side of the story. Sure. And they're telling their side. In fact, in the documentary, Meghan Markle starts off by saying, you know, everybody writes all these things about me and about us. Why not I tell you about me? Why not I tell you about us? And to your point, they can leave things out and they can maybe put things in, and you're not sure. Like, well, I don't know Meghan Markle at all. I don't know Prince Harry
3: yeah. at all. But they're telling like Wrexham, right? Like, they got to define the whole way that they did right. that whole documentary.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, I saw a clip from okay. a photographer where she was like, I was being hounded by all these paparazzi all the time. And the photographer was like, y'all literally contracted me to do that photo shoot. Where, like, in the in the trailer where he's taking pictures, he was like, Y'all literally hired me to do that. I guess what's
0: interesting is in the documentary, they talk about this, and they do say that those tabloids do have connections with the family. I'm sure. And it's horrible. It's Harry and William don't get to choose that. They were born into it, if that makes sense. And so I feel like Harry's kind of saying, look. I don't want to be this. I don't want to do this. Like my mom died because of this, because of the deals you people have. And then yeah. the money you guys make off of this killed my mom. And mom tried to protect us from this. And I'm trying to get away from, it. I don't know if he'll get away from it. Obviously doing a documentary, somebody like me, I have no clue about this person. And I've looked up things like, Hey, let me look up Prince Harry and where they're actually living. Right. And Meghan Markle and this and that. Like, To be honest, like I didn't know who Meghan Markle was at all. I didn't know. She was on suits, one of those. Yeah, something like like that. She was on a show. Yeah, and she's uh, uh, an actress who was outgoing and she liked going out. At least if you believe the documentary, which I guess I do, is. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, like. Is that she was the one on suits that would be the most. The person that would go out and meet with the public the most. She loved the fans. She loved going out. She loved going out to dinner. She loved going out to sporting events. She loved being out in society. And this changed her whole life that she can't go out. She can't be um, public at all. Obviously, when she did get married, they're like, you cannot do these things. You cannot go out in public. We have to have a whole bunch of security with you. And then you have to wear a certain thing. You can't wear a certain thing because somebody higher than you in the family is wearing that color today, and you're not allowed to wear the same color of this if the queen is wearing this or uh, whoever – it doesn't even have to be the queen. All the people that are older than her that are considered higher than her. So she was like, well, I'll just wear beige and brown all the time. I'm going to assume that not many people are going to wear these muted colors. So I won't wear blue or I won't wear pink or I won't wear yellow because – there's a chance that somebody above me is wearing that color, and then I've created a whole mess for the family because of didn't wearing realize. the wrong color. Yeah. And it does get into race. Obviously, I had no clue that she was uh, black at all, but her mom is a, a, a black woman, and she doesn't, uh, obviously she doesn't, I know this, I'm not trying to, they say this in the documentary, she doesn't look black. In fact, her mom, because she was such light-skinned, did not have any type of talk about her being black at all because she didn't have to oh. deal with that in life because she didn't look
1: black. I have to imagine that it's complex. And
0: so yeah. when she started dating Harry and then they started taking jabs at her for being straight out of Compton and yeah. stuff like that, then she's like, I didn't do this with you because nobody really knows that you have a black mom or that you uh, come from uh, black origins. But now that you're dating a prince and possibly marrying this person, they're going to take shots at you because you are, obviously she knew she was part black. She just didn't have the the, growing up. She didn't have to deal with that. And now she as an adult had to deal with all of these things that she didn't have to deal with as a child or as a young adult. You said it's Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's pretty popular. I feel like I really enjoyed it. To your point, I haven't looked up all the things that are fact or fiction, yeah. or that things are things are disputed on it. But I've enjoyed it, and it's from, it is from their perspective. They are getting interviewed. It's their documentary, um, so I've enjoyed it. I'm not a, I'm not a royal family person at all. Could care less about that. But this, but this has kind of got you into this the is very interesting.
3: To
1: me. next up, the crown. Then no, I don't care.
3: That's what my mom watches. Oh,
0: okay. It. We're the K&C. Is that about Queen Elizabeth? Is that, I,
1: I think it's about the whole family okay. kind of it. Yeah, it goes back to the origin. It's crazy. It's something my mom gets into. Kind of sounds like you might be into it just a little bit. I mean, well, I'm into the Meghan Markle documentary. Okay, now. I'm uh-huh. the same as Mike. I could care less, but I got into it. Me and my mom were watching them. So we're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for the C Block starring Corey Majors. I
3: got a Justin Jefferson thing I want to throw out there, Ooh. but also Sunday. Which football will you be watch? Football will you be watching? Okay. And then something serious. Oh no. Next.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and
3: each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spent it all here. Only at T-Mobile
0: get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you
1: switch. <laughs>